Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. Cryptid sightings in the U.S. are a fairly common occurrence. Whether it's a Sasquatch, Chupacabra, Loveland Frogman, or one of our many lake monsters, it seems that there are several sightings of some type of cryptid every week. Canada is a bit different. Compared to the many sightings in its neighbor to the south, cryptid reports in Canada are extremely rare. The most famous of all the Canadian cryptids is probably Ogopogo, the lake monster in Okanagan Lake in British Columbia. Most cryptid sightings take place in rural areas or heavily wooded areas. That's what makes today's story so unique. You see, the Cabbage Town Tunnel Monster was seen in the densely populated metropolis of Toronto. In August of 1978, 51-year-old Ernest, who preferred not to give his last name, was searching his neighborhood relentlessly looking for a lost kitten that belonged to a litter that he and his wife were raising. During his search, Ernest found what he described as a cave. Assuming that this might be a great place for a lost kitten to hide, he crawled into the cave. That is when Ernest saw a living nightmare that he will never forget. Ernest shined his flashlight on something that defied conventional description. It was a humanoid shape, long and thin, almost like a monkey. Three feet long, large teeth, weighing maybe 30 pounds with a slate gray fur. But the eyes are what stood out the most. They were orange, red, and slanted. If seeing this unknown creature wasn't startling enough for Ernest, what happened next would shake him to his core. The creature spoke to him. Not barked, not screeched, not growled. It spoke to him. According to Ernest, the creature looked straight at him and in a hissing voice said, Go away, go away. The creature then turned and took off down a long tunnel off to the side. Ernest got out of there as quick as he could, shaking with fear. Ernest never reported the incident to any type of media because he assumed that they would think that he was a drunk or even worse, crazy. He truly felt like no one would believe his story. The local newspaper, the Toronto Sun, actually came looking for Ernest. You're probably wondering how the newspaper found out about the story if it wasn't reported by Ernest himself. It turns out that Ernest had told one of his relatives about the story, who then told a co-worker of the incident. This co-worker just happened to be a contact for the newspaper once the newspaper got wind of the incident, they approached Ernest about telling his side of the story. 
After some careful deliberation, Ernest agreed to tell his side of the story only if his last name was not used. Doing their due diligence, the newspaper took the time to question some of Ernest's neighbors and family members to see what type of character Ernest had. The newspaper came to the conclusion that Ernest was a very credible source. Ernest's wife of 19 years, Barbara, says that she thinks Ernest saw exactly what he says he saw. She said that he was terrified when he arrived back at the apartment and he was not a man who scared easily. Barbara said that Ernest does have the tendency to drink on occasion, but he's definitely not a drunk and he was not drinking on the day that the incident happened. Ernest reluctantly returned to the scene of the encounter with the crew from the Toronto Sun-Times in March of 1979. The cave's entrance was located at the bottom of a narrow passageway between the building where he lived and the one next door. The group found the body of a decomposing cat that was half buried in the tunnel. This sadly reminded Ernest of the strange noises like animals in pain that he had heard emanating from the tunnel prior to the frightening encounter. Ernest showed the Sun reporter exactly where he saw the strange being and he stated that the last time I saw the creature it was heading off into the dark. The passage seemed to drop down very quickly and go a very long way back. It's speculated that this tunnel in fact led to the sewer system and that the entranceway besides Ernest's apartment was an access point used by the creature to surface. Safety concerns promoted Toronto Sewer Department to thoroughly inspect the tunnel as it was feared that area children may in fact try to enter it. Though most people felt Ernest's story was extremely strange, there was a group of people that were not surprised. The employees who work in the sewers. One worker who was quoted in the paper said, People who work on the surface just don't know what it's like down there. It's a whole different world. Who would have thought that a few years ago that people would live in sewers, and yet, that's what they found in New York a few years back. Another employee was stated as saying, I don't know what Ernest saw down there, but I'll tell you one thing, if we could get in down there, I sure as hell wouldn't go down alone. No one is really sure what the creature was that Ernest saw. What I can tell you is that the city of Toronto once had numerous streams and waterways that, as the city expanded, were built over and became a network of underground waterways buried beneath the city and merging with the sewer systems. The Algonquin tribes of Canada spoke of man-like hairy creatures that thrived in these rivers before they were hidden away from the public. An animal that sounds eerily similar to that monkey-like creature that Ernest saw in Toronto on that warm summer day in 1978. Dark, but your dreams are bright.